Tehillim Kaftet. This Mizmor is one that is famili- very familiar to us from our liturgy. It is what we say on Friday night as part of Kabbalah Shabbat. It is also said as we return the Torah to the Ark. As we go through the Mizmor, hopefully we will see the significance of this Mizmor and why it's recited specifically at these times in, in our tefillah. Before we get into the content of the Mizmor, let's look at the structure. So this Mizmor is one where the first two and last two Pesukim serve as, a, as bookends of sort, with the middle seven Pesukim um, being kind of the body of the Mizmor. So the first two Pesukim of Habula Hashem B'nei Elim are a request for the Malachim to praise Hashem. Then we have the meat, the body of the Mizmor of the Kol Hashem, the description of God through his dominion over nature and through his kind of stormy, powerful dominion over nature. And then after that body of all of the Kols, we close the Mizmor in Pesukim Yod and Yod Aleph with kind of the opposite of what happened in the beginning of the Mizmor. In the beginning, there was the request that the angels praise God, and we close with a description of Hashem granting praise or oz to his nation. So we'll go through the Mizmor and hopefully understand the significance of this shift and what the middle of the Mizmor means. Pasuk Aleph. Mizmor le David, havu l'adonai b'nei elim, havu l'adonai kavod va'oz. A Mizmor, a psalm to David, give or grant to Hashem b'nei elim, grant to Hashem glory and strength. B'nei elim, we will translate as referring to Malachim. This is a translation that's found among some of the Rishonim. Uh, the Targum also translates B'nei elim as Malachaya. So we'll look at this as the Malachim. And the Mishorer is turning to the heavenly being and beseeching them to give praise to Hashem. Pasuk bet, Give to Hashem His name's glory. Bow down to Hashem and tell of His glory and holiness. So this request is still being made to the Malachim. And on the phrase, Rashi comments, that the name of Hashem is mentioned 18 times in this Mizmor. And that the 18 Berachot of the Amidah were established to parallel these 18 mentionings. And while, sorry, and we will see throughout the Mizmor, we have many references to the name of Hashem as well as to the Kol Hashem. And all of this heightens the feeling of the greatness of God and the strength of God. So we said that these first two Pesukim our request for the angels to praise God, and that seems to be obviously somewhat anthropomorphic, but we have this here as a case of um, where the Malachim are given attributes that we can relate to. So we open with a request for the angels to praise God for His greatness, and now in the next seven Pesukim we'll have the meat of the Mizmor, and we'll have a description of Hashem's greatness. Hashem's greatness in our Mizmor is manifest through His kol, a word that we will hear repeated seven times. Seven reminds us of the creation days and the creation that occurred through Hashem's kol. Natural terms are going to be used throughout, terms of water, storms, fire. And Hashem's glory is evidenced in His dominion over nature. As we saw in Mizmor Yotet, the description of Hashem dominating nature 
uh, particularly in armies more where we're talking about calls and referring back to creation, can also be seen as a polemic against pagan beliefs. Pasuk Gimel, Kol Adonai al Hamayim, El Hakavod Hirim, Adonai al Mayim Rabim. Hashem's voice is on the waters, the God of glory thunders, Hashem over the great waters. So in addition to evoking images of creation and God creating the water, the Pasuk also evokes images of the splitting of the sea and Matan Torah. The reference to these events is not meant, however, to pinpoint this Mizmor to any particular historical event. Rather, it's an example of bringing other references um, to instances where Hashem ruled over nature. Pasuk Dalit, Kol Adonai Bakoach, Kol Adonai Behadar. The voice of Hashem is in power. The voice of Hashem is in glory. So in the previous pasuk, we saw God's power over the water. God is thundering. He's over the great water. And in this pasuk, we're adding the idea that while God's voice is expressed through power, this isn't an arbitrary power, an arbitrary or totalitarian power. Rather, it's a power that brings glory. Pasuk he, kol Adonai shover arazim. The voice of Hashem breaks cedars, and Hashem destroyed the cedars of Lebanon. What we see here is that Hashem can impact or change nature. Even the strongest things in nature, the Arzei HaLevanon, which throughout Tanakh are symbols of power and strength, Hashem is able to break and destroy these. And the description here, as well as in the next Pasuk, seems to indicate that we are talking about some kind of earthquake um, that Hashem is bringing throughout the land. Pasuk Vav, Vayat Kedem Kemo Egel, Lebanon Vesirion Kemo Ven Re'emin. And he will make them dance like a calf, Lebanon and Sirion like a young ox. So while the trees break from the earthquake, the mountains aren't going to break. The mountains instead will tremble. And this Vayar Kidim, who is it that will that will dance like, like a calf? That refers back to the end of the Pasuk, the Levanon and the Sirion. So we can understand the Pasuk to mean that Hashem will make the mountains dance like young cattle jumping and dancing in the fields. And this Pasuk also reminds us of the Pasuk that we say from Tehillim as part of Halel, Harim Rakidu Ke'elim, which is a Pasuk that we often used as a description of Har Sinai. So again, we're seeing the power of Hashem through nature, and, we're gonna, and we hear these constant references to B'riyat Olam, Matan Torah, and Kiryat Yamsuf. Pasuk Zayin, Kol Adonai Chotsev Lahavot Esh, the voice of Hashem carves flames of fire. So this pasuk continues the image of an earthquake where we can imagine fire erupting from the trembling rocks or from the mountains, perhaps a volcanic eruption. Pasuk chet, kol Adonai yachil midbar, yachil Adonai midbar kadesh. The voice of God causes the desert to shake. So this yachil is um, a shaking as in chil ure'ada. And then Hashem will shake the desert of kadesh. So we have a, repeti- a repetition here in the second half of the pasuk where we had Yachil Midbar and then Yachil Hashem Midbar Kadesh. And this second half gives us a specificity. It identifies the Midbar as Midbar Kadesh. 
Now, Midbar Kadesh is not mentioned anywhere else in the Torah or in the Mikra, and that Mikra comments that it is likely that it's Midbar Tzin, as it says in Bamidbar, So he identifies Tzin as Midbar Kadesh because of the reference to Kadesh in the Pasuk that mentions Tzin. And he also mentions that while previously we mentioned uh, Lebanon and Sirion, mountains that are in the north, now we're descri- describing an earthquake or a shaking of the Midbar, Midbar Kadesh, which is in the southern part of the land. In mentioning geographic locations that are in the north and the south of the land, the Mishorer also gives us this feeling that Hashem's power or the earthquake is so powerful that it can be felt throughout the whole land. Pasuk Tet, Kol Adonai Cholel Ayalot, Vayechesof Yarot, Ovechalo, Kulo Omer Kavot. The voice of Hashem brings fear, uh, again, chil, like fear, f- fear to the rams, and it lays bare the forest. Um, another way of translating the phrase yicholel ayalot is that, as is as in the um, birth pang, so perhaps he brings the pain, birth pain to the rams. And what we've seen happening is that we went from the description of Hashem's dominion over nature, from water to the land, to the mountains, the trees, and now we're going to the animals, and then again back to the forest. And it seems to be, you know, great confusion and tumult and really behala, storminess because of God's power. However, this is not happening in his hechal. Uvhechalo, but in his holy place, all say glory. This Hechal might be a reference to a celestial palace. So while below, storms and turmoil testify to Hashem's greatness, the awesome power manifested is celebrated ceremoniously on high. In the Hechal, the Malachim, as it were, are singing the praise to God. At this point in the Mizmor, we've heard the request for the Malachim to praise Hashem. And then we've heard a very powerful description of Hashem's interaction with nature and his dominion over nature. At this point, a person might fear that perhaps God is going to just exert his strength over them or that this all-powerful God will wreak havoc in his life. But that's not what happens. Rather, in the next two Pesukim, the shift is away from only the might of God in nature to the interactions that Hashem has with his people and the relationship of Hashem with his people. And we'll see that this great power that Hashem is able to manifest over nature is translated into a grandeur that Hashem brings to Bnei Israel. Pasuk Yod, Adonai Lamabul Yashav, Vayeshev Adonai Melech Leolam. Hashem was enthroned at the flood, and Hashem is enthroned as king for all time. So after all this description of nature and storms, it may have seemed that Hashem was going to bring about a mabul. However, Hashem sat at the mabul not to judge and bring destruction, but rather as king. This pasuk is somewhat of a summary to what we saw in the previous seven pasukim. All of the storms that were described are a manifestation of Hashem's malchut. Now we can ask the question though, um, why are we specifically using a flood imagery. So a flood 
especially if we think about the flood in terms of the flood of Noah, is a sign of power over nature. It also can be seen as a symbol of Brit, because after Hashem brought the Mabul, he promised that he would never bring the Mabul again. It's also symbolic of an event where perhaps people doubted God, did not want to go into the Teba with Noah, did not believe Noah, yet ultimately it served as a testament to God's power and to God's decision to protect those who follow in his path. And this pasuk will also connect to the next pasuk. So the Mabul, as an example of a storm, is a demonstration of God's power over nature, where he saved his chasidav. It's an example of what we'll see in the next pasuk, Hashem oz le'amo yitin. Pasuk yud alef, Adonai oz le'amo yitin, Adonai yivarech et amo b'shalom. May Hashem give strength to his nation. May Hashem bless his nation in peace. So we describe Hashem sitting on his throne in the place of power, but now the Mizmor shifts away from the angels praising God from the cosmic perspective to Hashem turning to the people and giving them kavod. While all the other nations may tremble from witnessing Hashem's oz, his nation does not. Instead, they are strengthened by the oz that Hashem grants them. On this pasuk, or actually on the previous pasuk, Rashi alludes to a midrash that describes a scene at Matan Torah. And he says the nations heard a great commotion and they feared that perhaps Hashem was once again bringing a Mabul. So they went to Bil'am and said, what's going on? Is there going to be another Mabul? And Bil'am corrected them and told them that Hashem would never bring a Mabul. Instead, the sound that they heard was the hearing of the giving of the O's, the Torah, to Bnei Israel. This comment by Rashi connects the last two pesukim of our Mizmor. While Hashem is all-powerful, dominates over nature, can bring floods, in his brit with Bnei Israel, he brings glory not through strength, but through his relationship with them that is manifest in the brit of the Torah. And the brit of the Torah is so powerful that we can begin a Mizmor calling heavenly spiritual beings to praise God, thinking that this is perhaps the ultimate view of spirituality, the people, the beings, as it were, that can understand God, connect with God, they have to sing the praise to God. Yet, when B'nai Israel is able to connect with God and have Hashem be Melech Le'olam, Hashem can then reciprocate this glory and bring the glory to His nation. Um, we can also look at the O's as the, and the Torah as the Torah being kind of the shield that protects B'nai Israel from this just wrath of nature and allows us to have a connection with God and see the hand of God in nature. Um, just one final point on this Mizmor is to go back to the beginning and the use or the inclusion of this Mizmor in our Tefillah. So, one instance of when we say this Mizmor is on Friday night as part of Kabbalah Shabbat. And now that we've gone through the Mizmor and seen the many references to the Kol Hashem, which we said can connect to B'riyat HaOlam, it is not strange at all that we recite this Mizmor on Friday night when we have Shabbat, which is Zechan Ma'aseh Bereshit, as well as Zechan Litziat Mitzrayim. It's not surprising that we have a Mizmor that A, references creation, talks about Hashem's power over nature, 
um, and would therefore obviously be appropriate to be said on Shabbat when we commemorate the fact that Hashem rested and stopped and we can thank Hashem for that creation. And if we look at the Pesukim that refer to the Torah, it also makes sense to say this on Shabbat because on Shabbat, while we do celebrate the universal aspects of creation, Shabbat is also a day for B'nai Yisrael, the goal of which was Matan Torah. And with that said, when we hear the many references to Matan Torah, even if this isn't specifically a mizmor about Matan Torah, when we hear about Chotzev Lahavot Esh, and we can think about the Midrashim, about the Luchot, that they were carved with fire, or we hear how there was thunder and the mountains were trembling, and we see these images of Matan Torah, it is also not surprising that we say this mizmor on Shabbat in connection with the Torah. For, as we mentioned, the way that we are able to connect with Hashem, who is the ruler of nature, is by following His Torah and by seeing Hashem in the context of the Torah, not only in the context of nature.